1: Social Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. Um, today, I have a pleasure to talk to Jamie Gray uh, from Scotland. Uh, one of my biggest friends who will not miss a chance to pick on me and Matt Jardin and tell us how short we are. Um, he's the owner of Musashi Karate School uh, and he seems to be known by everybody. Everybody knows Jamie. Um, how are you women?
1: I'm very good. Thank you, Liz. Thank you very much. Yeah. How are you? Hope you're well to
0: I, I am very well. Um did I say that properly? Because you're using that all the time, we men. And <laughs> I don't know uh, how do you say that properly?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fine. I didn't even notice to be honest. <laughs> I can't understand the word you're saying. I'm lip reading and it's no idea. Light, it's just light light your mouth so small, you know, it's <laughs> I don't know. Similar to Matt Jardins.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to have my tube and uh, speaking through the megaphone. Yeah. Uh, so, Jamie, 50th uh, episode of my podcast. Thank wow. you very much for coming on it. Uh, I didn't expect having so many, but here we are. Um, how are you and can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? I read the article, but I've got a very good memory, but very short. Maybe uh, you could refresh uh, my yeah. memory to the people who are listening.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you very much for asking me. And, and the 50th one, that's that—that's that, absolutely fantastic. What a milestone. Um, and and you know, I really enjoy them. It's the kind of thing that I'll put the uh, your podcast on when I'm working away, and I'm listening to it in the background, and uh, you know picking up little snippets. And, and it's well it's worth it. It's really interesting. Some of the people you've had on across a, a wide range is, is fantastic. So I feel really honoured to have been to been asked, especially the 50th one. That's obviously the most special one uh, for <laughs> tall people that, um, <laughs> that that you've put on. So. Yeah, a bit of background about me. I'm I'm a part-time martial artist. I'm not I'm not a full-time martial artist. I've I've it's something that's um, I've been involved with pretty much all my life. I started in the late seventies in judo uh, at a, a local club. Um, the instructor at that time uh, left through work, and uh, the judo club was replaced with a karate club around about nineteen eighty two. Um, I went along to it because it went down there every week. Went along to the karate club. Thought. What's this about? Uh, Give it a shot. Um, On on the way home, I started getting a cramp in my leg. Uh, By the time I got home, both legs were cramping in the front and the back, so you couldn't stretch them out. I hurt all over my body, and it was one of the greatest feelings I think I've ever had at that time, and I was totally hooked. And um, uh, the, the, The club at the time ran three nights a week, twice in, in the town I stayed in and, and, and once in another village. So I went to every single class. I would do an hour's training before the class, go to the junior class, train at the back uh, while the juniors are training, train in the adults class, then go home and do an hour of, of training over all the stuff. That we, I was just absolutely fanatical about mm. it. I loved it. It was something that was mine. I, I, I enjoyed the um, just the whole training, the whole aspect and the whole learning of It, it was great um during that time uh, obviously through the 80s um I cross-trained there weren't many clubs around at that time where I stayed southwest Scotland and um, so I, I would join into an Aikido class join into a Shotokai class a Shotokan class um, and basically anything that I, I, I could go along to, to to help with my core karate Um so f- right from the word go you know I've kind of cross-trained and um all the way up through the eighties with the one club, we did a bit of competition. We were uh, uh, not affiliated to, but we we worked really closely with and trained with alongside my instructors trained under Pat McKay, um, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. world champion at the time in Kilmarnock, and, and we got there and trained with him in his old Masada club in the early eighties, mid eighties. Um, we did the competition circuit. My only really claim to fame, I wasn't very good at competitions, was uh, perhaps in nineteen eighty six. We, um, we, were a team event. We, we were the Northeast England Open Champions, um, I, I, and I think the last competition I entered was a an inter club one in the when would that be early nineties, and I got disqualified for heavy contact in the first round. Um, no, but I, it's not- terrible. but <laughs> I, actually, the guy I fought is a really good friend of mine. We still t- stay in, in, in touch, and he, um, a very very good martial artist, and and, and he comes down to the club and. Um, at the time he was in a different club and, and I've kind of dabbled in um, I've always, karate's always been the constant that I've always had um, training but I always uh, I've kind of dabbled alongside it in different arts because I think there's a lot of crossover um, uh, in the I trying to think, of the history of it, in, in the early 90s mid 90s um, our club had shut down and I got in touch with a a, a guy um, from another club that we used to train at who had broken away from his club and, and there was just a small group of us I think about five of us in total all black belts but I was brown belt at the time um, and uh, I was a brown belt for about nine years and um, uh, I went through my black belt with him and there was just uh, like I say a group of five we all trained together we weren't a part of any association we weren't part of any group we didn't do sport we focused on applied karate we did some Kobudo as well, um, uh, weapon stuff, who we learned under Stephen Chan uh, and Kirby Watson. And um, it was a really good... We trained for two and a half hours at a time, uh, two or three times a week. Uh, and it was just a really good bunch. And a real learning curve all the way through the 90s. Um, again, as, as what happens, the, the, the chap that took that retired. We kept it going for a wee while. And eventually, through work, fell apart. And I uh, started doing... Uh, kickboxing and ground fighting at a local martial arts club was Obama that had opened up. Um, that was my first kind of introduction to, apart from the judo, to proper ground fighting. And uh, I was terrible at it. Uh, I was, I was going
0: was, I was to ask, how did you find it with your size um, rolling
1: around? Oh, I, complete fish out of water. I was a great kicker when I was younger. I was a good puncher. I can move for the size of me. I, I like to think I'm pretty quick. Got in the ground, I, I was terrible, so I, I persevered, um, and, and and it was an eye opener. And um, uh, training with the likes of Scott Bt, Andy Wilson, these guys down there at was Obama, um I, I learned a lot, and I still uh, to this day incorporate some of the training methods mm-hmm. from the ground and stuff that the drills that we did and the, the principles. Uh, and and now as as you train with more people, you get more and more knowledge and um, uh, they, they start to make sense, and, and and you start seeing them in kata, you start seeing them in, in karate, and it was always there, just never practiced. Um, so I was with them for a few years, and then um, uh, I, I started, how did I get back into uh, the, the? There was another karate club started at the gym I was at, and um, I had kids at the time, and, and I thought, well, it'd be great to get the kids involved with it, and... Um, part of the uh, uh the the the, the oh, i suppose part of the deal at the time was i took the kids along got talking to the instructors they said oh do you do karate do you want to come and join in with us said, oh, yeah i'll do that i'll come and do that um i i to cut long story short um it wasn't this it was freestyle it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do but it was great for the kids to get started and um, I helped them out with some classes. I taught the instructors some traditional karate. Um, I helped out in grading panels. And um, they allowed the kids to train for free, which was great. Being Scottish really tight, you know, that <laughs> um, That made a big difference. And um, after a wee while, part of the club, we set up a traditional class. Guys that used to train with me uh, years ago came along to that. And we eventually decided to break away and just do the, you know, Break away from the freestyle organization, mm-hmm. teaching traditional and, and form masashi And we built the syllabus. At the time, I'd started training with Ian Abernethy. So, this is probably about uh, ooh, 13, 14 years ago, I think, maybe. Um, and uh, I was going along to Ian's seminars, going down to training with them, and went through Ian's instructor program. Um, So,
0: you started the training with Ian Abernethy, but yep. as well. Um, what what's about the karate why did you stay with karate you've got so many different experiences and uh
1: well um i i just always liked it i i, I like um uh, just the development that's within karate is fantastic and the more and more i train with it and the more and more i trained elsewhere i would see karate in what i was doing maybe it wasn't karate; it's just martial arts at the end of the day i suppose um you know we've we've all if we're lucky we've all got a head a body two arms and two legs there's only so many different ways we can move um the the, the martial arts are, are what we all do but you know you're labeling it karate labeling it aikido labeling it kickboxing type you know whatever and um, it's just different styles i suppose of of a martial art and the more you look into it and um, especially when you start delving into kata and application the more you look into some of these other styles or, or uh, martial arts and how they do things and how they build things, you, you start to see um, similarities uh, within what we do. And, and it's opened up a wide a, a, door. I like the idea of the structure of the karate. I like the idea of the kata, the analysing. I like the fighting side um, and, and the throws and the groundwork in karate. It's just always been the the, the, the constant for me. I don't know if it, if you could call it karate. If somebody looked at me doing it without a gi on, they might just say, it oh, looks like he's doing kickboxing and ground fighting. Looks mm-hmm. like he's doing judo. Looks like he's doing savat." You know, um, it, it could be. It's the gi that makes it karate. I kind of like wearing the gi as well. It, it feels as though I'm doing it.
0: It feels good, isn't it? It does feel yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so how did you try? How did you found the practical side of it that you're you're a full full qualified instructor under Ian aren't yeah.
1: you yeah so well, you go again up? this goes this goes back to the nineties um, before I even met Ian and um, very much before I was doing the um, kind of three k karate uh, you know on uh, kumite and uh, we were comp- uh, competing um, doing a lot of sports stuff um, uh, and um, we went I went to train under Louis Macomb who was the, the the chap in the 90s that, that, that we trained with. And he was very much, nope. he was training, oops, <laughs> he was training with um Alexis Stephen Chan, Kirby Watson, and Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, and one of the traditional forms, Kabudo. Um, and uh, when we were training, we trained really hard. We, we did a lot of um, conditioning work. Uh, we did a lot of full contact fighting, and, um, we looked at the katas and we, we we started trying to understand what they were doing in there, but we we didn't really have a a method or a formula or a a, a, a clear, concise understanding of the principles um when we were doing it. Ian kind of he was the first instructor I came across that really had that nailed down and 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 it made sense mm-hmm. uh, looking at the principles of the kata and then understanding it, and making it fit you, not making it fit. There'd be no point me trying to um, make it fit like yourself. Uh, I needed to fit me and what would work for me. And taking that principle and, and fitting that to me um, made perfect sense to me. And, and it helped just click with things. Um, and also, uh, you know, a part of that, I, I I was boisterous when I was younger. I used to get into to fights and stuff. And I worked the doors for quite a few years in the town and um, in pubs and clubs and stuff. And then... Um, the practical side was always something that was really important. Back in the back in the early nineties, the the town I stayed in, Air, was at one point murder capital of of Scotland. It was quite a violent place. Uh, there was a lot of drugs, and and you know the kind of rave scene was about at the time, and and uh, the, there was a lot of trouble. Um, and working the doors, we we came across a lot of that. And um, the the club in the nineties just seemed to fit that perfectly. We fought a lot, we fought hard, and we were exploring, but. So the practical side's always been there away from the sport.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um. Now, the most important question, um, how did the martial arts or karate in particular impact your mental health, or is it still impacting it?
1: It's, it's been the one constant in my life um, for many, many years since I was uh, as a young child, and, and I, I never really had any kind of Issues when I was at school age or things, but as I, I left home quite early, um, I, 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 at 18, I think gone great with my parents, and um, I, I, and I struggled a wee bit when, when, when I left. And the, the, the one thing I used to self harm, and and um, I've got I haven't really talked about this before, um, and uh, the, the one thing that I would look forward to would be those two and a half hour training sessions. You know the hard, hard, full contact training, and um, by people far superior to me that, that that would throw me about like a rag doll, and uh, but it would take my mind off everything. Um, it would, uh, it, it would, the thing I look forward to every week. Uh, it would the thing that would drive me to train harder, to take more punishment, to give more punishment, to to learn, to move up, and to to push on. And 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 I think that. And um, that has followed me all the way through. The black belt was one of the hardest things that, that I went through at the time, all the training up to it. Um, and afterwards and looking back, you know, uh, it, it's a mindset thing. It's, it's overcoming that uh, adversity. And um, and still to this day, uh, especially in the current circumstances with the lockdown, through work, I travel a lot normally. Uh, you know, i can be away you know 2 or 3 times a week in different countries and mm. uh, and moving about and, and and i enjoy that aspect of it i've pretty much had a full year stuck in a in this small room um about by the laws of the lockdown i don't go out uh, very much i I'll take the dog a walk uh, we we haven't been we haven't been able to train and uh, the thing that's kept me going has been, you know, get out. I've got that shed built now for a dojo, and going out there and and doing kata and focusing on the karate and, and the weapons, and 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 that's always just been a switch off from everything else round about. And um, and we've got a small group, and and keeping in touch with these guys and watching them development, uh, their development, and everything's been been fantastic. It's something I think will always be with me. And it's always been my leveler. Mm. Uh, if that makes sense
0: yeah definitely yeah i think for more that that's the one constant thing that people tell me that the yeah. karate one constant helping them and being being there um yeah. so as, as you brought that up and making us all jealous looking at uh, your facebook tell us about the shed
1: yeah well it's it's been something i've, I've wanted to do for a long long time many years and um we Had planned, it started off. we planned we were going to do our back garden, it uh, hasn't been touched for about 12 years. But we've needed to, you know, kind of update it a wee bit, and we thought this year we would do it. Um, when the pandemic kicked in earlier on, we, we took a wee step back and thought, oh, well, this is maybe not the right time to you know spend any money just in case we don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, and it turned out my work works in a pretty good position, they were we've been okay, and uh, we decided to push ahead and and um one of the things was to um, get a shed built as in the frame of a shed in a size that would suit, and then uh, for myself to kit it out, fit it out, insulate it, put electrics in, frame it out and, and build it the way I, I would want, want it to look for training. And and so we, we, we've gone ahead and done that. And uh, I, I think my wife's really fed up now because I don't see much of her uh, – at first, it was a novelty for her, but now <laughs> she, she actually wonders if I still stay in the house. You know? <laughs> it's been great, it's, it's been ideal. It's, it's been fun, yeah.
0: It looks it looks great, and you're fortunate to have a room for it. I, w- I wouldn't be able to build it, uh, thing like that in my garden. So, oh. um, <clears throat> so you mentioned your work, is that due to your work? You know, everybody around in martial arts because you're traveling so much, so you're using that to your advantage.
1: Um, but I, I do. It's not how I've met people. Um, I, I, I do tend to do that. Uh, I, I'm lucky when I, I travel around. I take my gi with me and, and I've got clubs dotted about, you know, the UK uh, that, that I, I'll pop into and train when I'm away. But um, for, for many years now, for uh, well, since I started teaching um, and we started the club, uh, we decided when we set the club up, first of all, there's a couple of things with the club. One, it has to be non-profit making.
0: Mm-hmm. It's about
1: giving back. Uh, I was really lucky when I was training um, uh, back in the 90s. My instructor never took any money off us. We did charity stuff uh, for the church hall that, that that we trained in, but he never took a penny for training. And and I have that kind of ethos going back. We we take a small fee for um, uh, to cover the, the the rental of the the, the school hall we have. Anything else goes to charity. We've always done that since we started. So that was one of the first things. The second thing was that we weren't going to compromise karate because we didn't have to. We weren't going to enter competitions or do the the tournament circuit. Uh, So we had to change the way we did things to win tournaments or to keep students for money. We would teach karate the way we wanted to teach it. And along with that, as part of my development, every four to six weeks, depending on what was on, um, I would go and train elsewhere. I would travel and I would go to another seminar, go, to, go and ask if I could join in another club or something. But for the last oh, 10, 11, 12 years, I've done that every four to six weeks. I've made sure that I've pushed myself out. And it's generally down in England I've had to travel to um, and, uh, gone and gone and trained with other people. And I made a lot of friends, met a lot of people, and... Um, I, I'm really open, I, I enjoy training, I enjoy meeting people, I enjoy getting stuck in but I enjoy having a laugh as well and um, I, I, I think I've found very similar people throughout the, the UK Karate Network I, and in turn I get people visiting our club on a regular basis which is great for me, it's great for my students and um, we've built up a lot of good friendly associations which uh, which really help and also it, it means I'm learning. As well as as, as teaching.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> that's that's a good way uh, of doing things, I think. Um, what would be your uh, key uh, qualities for a good instructor in karate?
1: Except being tall. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, damn it! Oh, I have no idea. Well, I, I think um, it depends. I for me. I'm not a full-time instructor. I still see this as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm passionate about it. Um initially when I when I started the club, um like like I said, the, the, the kind of three main things were non-for-profit, um it's we've got to keep to our traditional core, uh, and I've got to go and travel. There the, the was a last thing that the, the and the last thing was that it um the, the goal of the club wasn't to um wasn't to have the biggest club. It wasn't to have the, the you know the world the most world champions or meet of the highest Dan grade. Or, or the goal was to be respected. Initially, to be respected within our local uh, community, um, and uh, if the chance arose that arose in our wider community and then nationally, etc. And um, uh, and respected in a term that we we do what We say we're open. We're honest. We um, we train hard. Uh, and, and we train honestly and as best our ability and and um, that was one of the goals so with that in mind with instructing and um, I'm the first to admit I'm I, I'm not very good with children instructing uh, I've, I've always had a couple of instructors that, that looked after the kids class and we've kind of whittled the kids class down quite a wee bit now because just when we first opened by word of mouth because uh, I've been training in the area for a long time. people were that that I used to train with were bringing their kids along and we grew a club really quickly and you know about 20, 30 adults coming every night and It was just too big to actually teach properly yeah. um and In the juniors, we had about 30, 40 kids and I, it was it was just ridiculous. We're down to around about a dozen adults now and and a handful of kids and and i i, I I've been the happiest i've ever been with that size. I think when you're teaching kids, you've got to have a a lot of really special qualities, same with uh, people with um, disabilities or things that that there's a a different way of teaching. Um, Because, again, this is a a kind of hobby club for for me. We've got a small group. I've got a group of friends that have been training with me for quite a few years. We all got on well together and uh, we've got quite a relaxed atmosphere uh, in the club Um, and uh, patience um <laughs> they've got patience for me and I've got patience <laughs> for, for them in learnings. So I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know if that's answered your question. I, I I'm not a full time instructor. I don't I don't know what's a, a great quality. I, I don't think I've got a good quality I, I've got any good qualities for being a full time instructor. Um I, I it, it's my still my way of winding down uh, and switching off from my day job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you'd have to ask my students I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> good answer. I don't know what you've been talking about, but it's a good answer. <laughs> on, sorry. That's all right. Um do you do you uh, what do you see the trends in, in now in karate? Are we heading to a renaissance of uh the practical karate? Is that growing in your opinion? I think it's growing, isn't it? Getting more popular. Yeah, I
1: certainly do. I think I think I actually think um it is absolutely growing, but there's also a massive spike in the sports side of things, um, and and the way that competition karate has changed, um, not just the uh, WKF or whatever we call it, the you know the yeah. the, 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 the Olympic type stuff, but also in um, you know, various forms of combat, you know, uh, the kaboodle and um, you know all the, the more kind of full contact ranges there's more of that going about but there certainly has been a massive shift uh, to people analyzing kata looking at application stuff and um, picking up weapons and starting to understand them and um uh, clubs are getting more less japanese traditional and more okinawan traditional and going back to to the roots i think and i think that's great and um, i also think there's there's room for everything uh, it's up to the individual what they do and how they learn, um, but yeah, I think I think it's um, we're in a time uh, where where communication is really really easy, and getting in touch with people, finding information and data and and, and questioning, um, is is commonplace now, whereas it never used to be. You used mm-hmm. to you know you were told this is this is how it is, this is what you do, and, and you just blindly followed. Um, whereas now we we have more access to information, which has made learning. Uh, whatever way you want to go, a lot easier and more more accessible.
0: Uh, you mentioned that you're uh, training with the uh, uh, weapons. Could you explain to me what you find interesting in weapons? Because I I don't get it. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> how exactly <excited laughs> training with weapons? Maybe they're uh, too too much for me to handle. Uh, did,
1: you know? I mean, again, it started back in the, the late eighties. Um, uh, we had. Uh, uh, the, the the club we were we were in, um, we used to get Stephen Chan up and Kirby Watson, who are still training and teaching today. And, um, and I think it's, Stephen got the knees changed now, so he's fast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's seventy year old, and he's uh, and he might be seventy one now. Uh, and he's uh, you know a, f- a phenomenally fit guy, very charismatic. He knows everybody as well, you know, and and, and he's got a, a fantastic memory for kata. And stuff. We used to come up and teach teachers, um, uh, bowl kata, um, tonfa, lunchuk, uh, and um, uh, to the club. And we'd uh, to this day we still I still have a few of them in the syllabus. And I actually really enjoy it. It's um, it, it's it's a different different feeling to doing a normal kata uh, when you do the application as well. I think it opens the mind a wee bit. Um, it helps you think differently about what you're doing and your positioning and the movement. Um, and it's really interesting i am mm. not one of these people to collect katas when when we are doing a lot part of the one of the styles were predominantly were uh, Shitoru, and they've got you know 70 80 different katas and you know, you just spend all your time going round about in dizzy circles trying to remember them all um we've stripped that right down and and uh, we've got a core kind of set of kata that we delve deeper into and um a couple of weapons kata uh, uh and um yes yeah, I, I would encourage you to try it
0: i did try it i just uh, i've got I've got one ball uh in my garage because one of my students when he was doing uh started to tie with me uh, i said jokingly that i need a stick to encourage him to learn properly and next session he brought one for me so that's a <laughs> good one and there you go you can teach me better now um do you have to have a, a different set of the weapons? So the bow is to the size. Are you so tall? Are you getting a bigger one, or no?
1: you know? Uh, that's funny, Steve. Steve Low, uh, um, uh, who, who who we both know, and is a, is a very good friend, and and uh, I I get in training with him when I can. Um, He's, he's got some webs. He said to me one day, I think he's got a seven or eight foot bow. He says, that's the bow you should be working with. <laughs> uh, but that, that that would be uh, like me saying, you know, do you have a small one because you're smaller? You know, a, a, a bow is a bow. A, a, a Rokushaku bow is a six foot bow. It doesn't matter what size you have, but that's what you got to play with. A Joe's mm-hmm. four foot. A Shilshaku uh, bow, uh, Joe is, is four foot, so you, you work with that. Um, you, know, you you can use a pen or a pencil. Um, and <laughs> no it doesn't make any difference uh, and i again it is a part of the learning with it is it's about coordination body movement and stuff and uh, some of the principles in, in a wetness kata are very similar to that of empty hand uh and vice versa um, and some of them are slightly different which you can take over to each side which which makes it interesting
0: no i've got uh, i've got uh, kind of few things like that so i Admire people doing it. Same with the eido and kenjutsu. Yes. I love watching it, but if I have to do it, it's just nah, I'm,
1: nah. Yeah, no. I just don't feel well, it. Do you know? I, th- I think you know whether it's whether this is true or not. But I believe you know back in Okinawa, it was every every Okinawan karate dojo. You know they d- they did a bit of kabudo and um, it was part of the part of the training back then, and I can I quite like having having a couple of catters, you know, in the the background that I can pick up a stick and and play with it. I, mm. I have a skill; it's I'm still learning.
0: Yeah, well, we all are, we all are. I just don't know. I I cannot explain it. Just not. To, give me a person to throw and stuff, and I'm happy.
1: Give me a stick, and I feel out of place completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think in fairness, one of one of the one of the bad things about weapons, uh, which I see all the time. And it's it's kind of unavoidable because of the nature of having a weapon, whether it's a stick, a knife, a sword or whatever. Uh, you pull everything or you become tippy-tappy. You know, you aim for the other weapon as opposed to aim for the person. Sorry. <laughs> um, M- Michelle Enfield's just messaged me just now, so I'll, I'll just take a uh, wee I'll, I'll just say I'm getting interviewed by you just now.
0: Yeah, I had them on my show as well. There was a good chat as well. I do like them.
1: Just now, there we go. I'll send that wee picture. <laughs> there we go. We're doing a um, uh, she contacted me a couple of weeks ago. We're doing a, a kata challenge to the end of the month. Uh, every day, we've yeah. got to go out and do some kata and post it on a week in a of group. And get, uh, there's a few people from all over the world on there, which is quite quite fun. I've,
0: I've seen that my hunting disease is spreading.
1: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, Noah's, Noah's on the, the the wee kata challenge thing as well. So he's he's been teaching her Hanchi. She's loving it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Paul. <laughs> so um, you said you're a
0: Shukugai. Uh Is Nihanchi Nai- native for you, or or more Goju way? Yeah,
1: uh, I I I don't kind of conform to any style now. But originally it started with Shukokai, and. Um, and and we uh, the, the my instructor came from the Nanbu lineage uh, mm-hmm. of of Shukukai um as opposed to the Tommy Morris lineage. So uh, for a small while we moved to Sankukai and then back to Shukukai. Then when I moved to the other instructor, Louie, he took it back further and we we started practicing Shitoru, um the you know the uh, Shitoru, um, mm-hmm. before it became Shukukai. So, yeah, Nihanshi, um is, is, is part of that lineage. Um, I, I still can kind of keep the core katas from there uh, the Pinan katas, uh, Nihanshi, Basai, Ananko, um, uh, Shio, Kosakin, as opposed to Koshanku, uh, and Sienchen. We've got some Gojo katas mixed in there uh, mm-hmm. with the lineage, and um, I, I think that's a good wee blend. I'm good, I'm not
0: alone now because uh, I'm kind of from Kyokushin and then to unknown russian styles um but we've got the goju and and shotokan katas mixed up so yeah and that's not the one um, so which one you prefer tenso or uh nahanshi oh, I, I... And remember that people listening so be careful who you... <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: nahanshi <laughs> oh, Olivia, I, I don't practice Tensho an awful lot uh, to be ah. honest um, but uh, Nahanshi is one of the core ones, we, we start off with the Penans and the next one we do is Nahanshi uh, so I, I tend to do it a lot more than, than I do uh, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: but, uh, I and in fairness I understand a wee bit uh, Nahanshi better than I understand Tensho I'm still learning that uh,
0: mm-hmm. I I uh, I actually started learning, what, two or three years ago, Nahanshi? Uh-huh. Um I think it's a wonderful addition to both Sanshin and Tensho. I find that those three katas are the... The basics should be taught to everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we, We've got the three in our syllabus um, at, at different stages. The first one's Nahanshi, then uh, we, we do um, uh, Sanshin, and then we do Tensho. But... Uh, yeah, um,
0: what' made you make a decision of sports spark up the decision that you are not aligned to any particular style? I'm finding myself now going through that change where uh, I kind of uh, left my, my uh, original teacher and although basics are of that style, but now I'm not subscribed to,
1: to this style. Um, yeah. what, what sparked up you to, to make that decision? For, for me, it was very easy. Again, um, not uh, I've been with the British Combat Association for many, many years. Um, before that, I wasn't with any association, we're just a small group training. Uh, I had no, uh, that there was no pressure on me to do things a certain way. We don't do competition, so there's no need for me to be, you know, millimetre perfect on stances and things like that. And um, it was a very easy um, decision for me to... to uh, D style, the, the style of karate I do is is this what fits me? Um, I we uh, how's the best way to describe this? We're principle based karate, so mm-hmm. we I teach on principles. And for example, yourself, um, you're a completely different build, frame, height uh, to me. <laughs> uh, when when I do something, I shouldn't look the same as you. I shouldn't move as quick as you. Um, I, I shouldn't uh, operate the same way as you. And if you were to, um, uh, for example, punch me in the face or punch somebody your height in the face, they would look totally different, but the style says it has to be this height. So um, making the karate fit you or fit me um, just seemed like common sense. Um, take the style label away, uh, look at any karate you want, take the principle of it and apply it to a person. And then make that work and that fits you as opposed to trying to conform to an aesthetic which is ultimately what the style is you know how it looks um and and it was a really easy decision and it's the way I teach as well I teach the principles I teach the way I, I want the cat has done the the techniques done the process and everything done I teach that and then um for the student, they they have to do it the way I say for a certain amount of time, and then slowly but surely, as they go up the grades, it starts to fit them, and they start it starts looking different. When my group do their kata um, as a group, they all look slightly different, and I think in my mind, or certainly um, in, in my club, that's the way it should be. They shouldn't try and force it into a way that's not natural for them to match a style or to look. Um, I've got students that are uh, one of us seventy-year-old. Um, you know, in February, I've got students that are uh, taller, taller, and bigger than me. Quite a few of them. Oh, you've just disappeared. Uh, yeah. Still uh, there. Yeah. Uh, and I've got students that are smaller than you. I know that's hard to believe, and it's not mad. I know. But um uh, so they uh, they all look different when they're doing things, and but they're all. Powerful and they can apply uh, the, the the actual moves and, and that makes more sense to me. Yeah, it definitely. So, makes So t- taking the style out of it's not a problem. We just do karate, karate jutsu, and and um, we, we follow the principles of karate and we uh, we pressure test them, we apply them. It works. We can do the forms. It looks. Um, we'll never win a tournament on you know a kata tournament or anything like that. Um, but uh, the 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 karate fits them and they feel comfortable doing it. Mm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the same line of thinking. So, you know, as you know from my post, we've got uh, lots of people with different abilities. And it just, um, one bill doesn't fit all. You, you know, I yeah, have to And exactly. some things people can do very well, the other ones can do not yeah. at all of it. So, you know, I've got the people with bad back and. Yeah. They will not never do jumping stuff and kicking no. high. No. So, you know, you just have to
1: um, think about it and uh, and change. Uh, I, so I think, I think when when you're in a karate association that is very style driven, Shotokan, for example, uh, one of the the big associations, there, there's a very uh, definite way of doing things, there's a de- yeah. definite way of looking, and a definite way or and requirements for grade or for competition and that just doesn't fit everybody but that doesn't mean that they can't do karate that fits them uh, and uh, and styles are a fairly new thing anyway Liz, you know the, the styles are probably less than 100 years old yeah you know, was- karate, they, they had to create a style to conform with the japanese way of putting everything into the you know what's that you're doing why is that different is what do you call your style you know and uh, and uh, you take it right the way back. It wasn't styles, it was just karate, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, well, when I started, I, I started in completely different styles. So I went through three systems, which first one was uh, uh, Shigeru Oyama, so uh, Oyama Karate.
1: Yeah.
0: Then went to uh, Seitedo Karate. And then I thought I'm never going to be a black belt, because for a green belt, the requirement Mawashi Jodan. Uh, my hips are not designed for that kind of just stuff, so I can't kick high. Um, I can't kick my little head up at uh, the height of it, so I'm not even dreaming kicking you in the head. But, I, I, you know, I've been told that, oh no, you have to do that, you have to do that, if not, you cannot grade, um, which I think is completely wrong. Yeah. But then I found my teacher who's been able to adjust the system towards me, and um, here we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm quite averagely okay karateka.
1: And- oh, you're very good, you're very good, don't sell yourself short. Um,
0: I'm still still suffering with the younger brain inside. We will be kicking high. <laughs> 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 but the body reminds me that, now nah, it's not happened. Yeah. to right So that brings me to the question. What's, um, how to phrase it? Um, what things your brain didn't catch up on your age? Because we all got the things that um, we are not able to do anymore. But from time to time, that 20-year-old inside goes, yes, let's do it.
1: <laughs> oh God. Uh, high kicking's one of them. Um, you know, I used to be a very good high kicker, big long legs. I could do the splits, you know, I could hold on to my foot and hold it above my head. And I could use them, you know, uh, you know, uh, when we were doing a lot of sparring and, and I was quite quite well known for it locally. Um, I' ah, lucky if I can kick above my waist now, you know. Um, uh, uh so but but every now and then, um, you know, uh, on the kick bag or when sparring, you know, the, the the old magic comes back, and then I regret it the next day. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, and I, I think there's lots of things I'm I'm uh I, I find uh I forget sometimes. That, I, that I'm a wee bit older than, than I used to be, and you know, especially in seminars and things, you know, maybe going away and training for a full weekend, six hours a day, and and then coming back and just you know the knee joints, the, the shoulders, the elbows, everything hurt. Uh, I get a lot of stick from my wife about it, but um, but, but you know, I still love it, still love it.
0: I think I think that's the one thing because I'm teaching a lot of um, let's say not so young. Uh, and especially if there is the people who've done martial arts before, I think the big, that's the biggest challenge for them to actually accept that the body is not able to do what they used to be do and, and they, that's why they're, uh, they're getting a bit more injured in the, than yeah. the youngsters. Do you think that's that kind of correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Um, and, I, and I think my, my karate has definitely changed over the years. Um, we tend to, and it kind of, it's it's been like a natural progression, you know. Younger, um, you're doing the competitions and, and and sparring a lot and using legs a lot more. Now um, we, we focus a lot on on kata. Kata is the backbone of our system, and and um, a lot of stuffs close range, you know, and uh, elbows, locks, throws, grabs, chokes. Um, stamps, knees, bites, you know, things like that. And and it seems much more natural. Now, I, I can do that all day, all night and wake up the next day and do it again, you know, without um, without any major issues. And and when you look back at the old karate masters, you know, uh, old men still training every day and stuff, they're not doing big high fancy kicks and, yeah. um, you know, crazy training. They're, they're training in close and they're, um, far more bang for their buck um it's uh, far more effective and 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 there's far more intricacy at at that closer range and uh, a lot more to learn and study i find it fascinating every time i train yeah yeah
0: it it is kind of somebody said today to me on uh, facebook that uh, the learning and discovering new stuff and karate is like trying to uh flip the circle on the other side or something like that so i kind of never um, are you finding that you're constantly learning, or did you?
1: Oh, oh. Without, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Um, and again, I suppose going back to the uh, the you know taking the style out of it and not just training in a certain style and, and training with other people, um, it just it just op- opens up the, the the learning curve massively. Um, it helps you look from outside the box. in. people, I mean, I have spent, spent a lot of time training with a good friend of mine, Russell Jarmasty. Now, Russell um, runs a, a fantastic gym down in Manchester. He's done the doors for years. He's a right hardy guy. Um, he's controversial on Facebook. He's a funny guy as well. He's more of a martial artist or more of a karate guy than he'll ever admit. When he does, um, uh, when he's training, when he's fighting, when he's doing his drills, when we're in his club, on seminars and stuff, all I see is karate kata. He'll never admit that, but um, but his textbook um, kata application, the way it should be done. He just doesn't know it yet. Or he does know it, but he wouldn't admit it. <laughs> he, he's strong jiu-jitsu background and karate background. At the time, he thought karate didn't work from until he looked at ju- jiu-jitsu. And then when you see what he does now, it's just as karate is what I see. Um, I trained with, I was lucky to to train through a good friend of mine who's no longer with us, Paul Smith, um, the Kung Fu guy uh, from, from Scotland. Uh, he had strong links with Mol um, Morney uh, from the Silat, Mm-hmm. I went and had a couple of training sessions with Maul and I, just light bulb after light bulb after light bulb. And I, I came away thinking that's what that move is and that kata. that's another, that works so much better than anything I've ever done. He's got a fluidity about him. There's a strength and power about it uh, that that you wouldn't normally know. Um, likewise, train with well. others. Steve Lowe's great. Uh, Ian Abernethy, Patrick McCarthy. I could list looking at even your stuff, Les and Matt. Um, people I respect, Chris Denwood. You know, a whole lot of people. I get something from. I've forgotten what the question is now. Actually, <laughs> uh, th- th- there's lots of little bits that that, that you have to kind of look outside the box and look in. And uh, oh, it's about constant learning. And, and I still feel a complete beginner. Um, th- 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 there's a, a um, there's a fear of of, of uh, trying to learn too much. But everything that I, I do take away tends to fit into enhancing something that I already do. If that makes sense, rather, yeah, yeah. rather like I said earlier, I've cut down the amount of catas that we do and we, we try and go deeper in them uh, rather than adding another kata on to learn. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take those principles that these guys have done, whatever, and I'll go back and look at the existing catas and I'll go, oh, that makes far more sense and works far better than what i thought it did before and that's that's how my learning is grown now then we test it in the club amongst all the different people and sizes and get them to do it and if they all manage it pretty much nice and easy then you know that that, that kind of ratifies what we're doing and um yeah it's it's, it's constant learning constant yeah. learning.
0: you, you mentioned two, two people that i pla- was planning to uh go on seminars last year and uh I don't think so is going to happen. Uh, Pat McCarthy and uh, and Mal Marie. Murray. Um, I'm really really enjoying watching Mal's, um stuff. His yeah. uh, quality of movement is extraordinary. There's yeah. much genetics.
1: He must be genetic. People don't move like that. Uh, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I hate him. Absolutely hate him. He's he's <laughs> he's, 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 he's lucky. Uh, um, yeah, he he's he's a very very capable guy as well. I mean, I, I don't know him that well. I've only trained a couple of times with him. Uh, I was really I'm really or was really friendly with um, with his host Paul Smith, um, uh, who who used to come down to our club a lot, and I've known him for years. And and Maul was uh, uh, getting an introduction and training with him. It was eye opening, uh, just the fluidity of the guy, the power, very very strong and powerful, um, and. Uh, yeah, he, he moves well, moves very well. And he he seems very genuinely nice
0: guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know
1: about him, I think. No, he's very family orientated, and um, he's uh, very polite, mannerly, and um, very focused when he's teaching and training. And um, he, he he won't he won't stand for um you know not putting effort in. He'll tell you, you know, mm. come on guys, we're martial artists, a bit harder. Uh, which I like. Um, but he's, yeah, very articulate. Uh, doesn't get dragged into internet arguments and stuff. He's, uh, yeah, a lot of respect from. yeah.
0: Um And the other one was the Pat McCarthy. Um, but, you know, the travelling is banned. I know you you know Pat, you're training. I never met him before. Um, he seems to be genuinely nice guy as well.
1: He, he is, yeah. Actually, I was... Um, Talking to well, we were messaging back and forward yesterday, um, last last night about something. Uh, He's he's moving out to he's in Japan just now. He's he's playing in Okinawa. Lovely chap. Um, He's one he's one of these guys. uh, I know Mike talked quite a bit about him. Um, He he was he was the reason I got in touch with Patrick initially and made contact with him was um, off the back of training with Ian. Ian opened the door to application for Mm -hmm. me and gave me. A structure of understanding kata, in particular the PNANS and those principles, and putting that into a system, uh, a way of decoding, and a way of working, a way of training, and a way of exploring. And and um, I, we had enough at the club. Lots of time, I the train them lots. I always still, whenever I can, I go to the seminars um, and refresh. And he was fantastic at that. And then there was a bit that that I wanted. I needed a wee bit more. I need to understand a wee bit more about the background of how the katas were created initially. Which I thought was the next logical step, and I'd, I'd followed Patrick for years, read the BBC and and um, uh, you know followed his, his research work for years, and the Koro Uchinadi um, uh, system that he has of two partner drills, it was something that was of real interest, and I, I had a few DVDs and and things, and I thought now the time's right now for me to get in touch with the guy, and um, you know see if we can get him over from Australia to come and teach rather than learning off a DVD. I got to a stage where I felt the time was right. He's an icon. He's way up here. and I thought he wouldn't be interested with in me. You know, he, he'll have an ego. He, he'll he'll only talk to, you know, six, eighth Dan's or whatever. And, and that was my perception. Couldn't have been further from the truth. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. He fitted us in when he was over doing his tour. And um, he came and stayed with us. He fell in love with Ayrshire, this, this part of the country. We had a great time we we walked we talked we trained we, we ate we drank we we just got on really well um he is a fountain of knowledge and uh, and very open about it he's he's there to share um and uh, very very capable and and he's done he's done everything he's he's, mm. he's been a hard hard uh, karate trainer all his days with kung fu originally then karate he, he knows everybody um, he's been in this, this this room here and we're looking through one of the books and he said, oh, yeah, I know him, I know him, I know his dad. You know, it's all the Okinawan masters and stuff. Just a very charismatic guy. So, yeah, if you get a chance to train with him, he's got some really good guys in, in the UK um, that are part of his group uh, and, and Europe that are uh, very, very good instructors as well and very knowledgeable. And, and what we did, we, we, we got him over a few times, and, and uh, we took the bits and bobs out, the bits of the jigsaw that, that I needed, um, and and we keep that relationship going, and um, added some bits to to the syllabus. But again, I'm, I'm conscious of not just grabbing stuff and putting it in for the sake of putting it in. It's got to, it's got to fit what we're doing. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Masashi. It would be Pat Patrick and Pat Ian Ian. Yeah. You know, it's it's got to be what what fits me. What's my karate. Um, it, it's funny you as
0: you say that yeah, you've been uh, <clears throat> thinking that he will not talk to you. I had the same same thing with writing first to Ian. Because, you know, the guy is busy. Guy is with who, sorry? with, with the fear of um, that he's not going to be talking to you because you're some guy in UK, uh, Patrick. All right. And uh, yeah, I had the same thing with Ian. You know, why Ian would talk to the guy who just migrated and you know
1: further, further from the truth. Do you, do you know the first time I ever spoke to Ian oh, it, was, it was years and years and years ago before I'd been to a seminar I'd bought a couple of his DVDs or sorry, I'd, 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 I'd ordered one of his DVDs, the first one this, oh, this could back years and, or was it his book, I can't remember it was one of the things, and I was at work in Glasgow, and my phone went I picked up the phone, hello Jamie Gray hi, it's Ian Abernethy here um, your card payment hasn't been through <laughs> 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 I, 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 I oh, right, Ian, I, I was, oh, that's okay, it's probably something I've done wrong at the centre. time. I chatted away to him and I thought, that, that was Ian Abernethy. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. You know, he's, he's way up here. He's such a nice guy. Really yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was the same. You know,
0: um, I, I think most of the people who are successful in a field, off-card or whatever other field, uh, and they are not insecure, they're genuinely nice because there's no need to not be.
1: Yeah, exactly. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, and that makes a difference. Um, uh, and, and, you know, I think the days, I, again, this goes back to the old days of um before communication was a lot easier. And, you know, people at the top of the tree and associations would say, oh, no, I know all this. I'm not teaching you that until you're such and such a Dan. Or oh, this is for instructors and you can't learn this and you can you know, and uh, I'll show you the secret meaning to this. And, um, you know, it's, it's a load of rubbish. Uh, You know, and and you just can't get away with that nowadays. And and I think right from the start, these guys, Russell, Ian, Steve, Patrick, um, you uh, yourself, um, uh, Matt, open sharing, the giving and the pushing back and the learning and the knowledge and the the, the camaraderie that goes along with it um, brings people together more than it pushes them away. And it's, it's, it's how it should be. It's how the art's going to continue to evolve. You know, people like yourself doing what you're doing. Um, me, I'm quite happy just going along with the ride.
0: <laughs> um, what are your plans after the lockdowns finishing? We got it all vaccinated and, and move back to the normal. What's your plans?
1: Hit people, <laughs> <laughs> hit people, and be hit. <laughs> you I can't wait. You know, that sounds so bonkers, but but actually to be able to smash somebody and get smashed back, get thrown, land in the ground, meet up with, with, with our club and actually train, you know, and have hands-on people. um, And, and, and oh, it's going to be bonkers the first week. It's going to be disastrous. You know, we're going to have so many injuries. We're going to yeah. try and... <laughs> Try and um, be as, as calm as we can. But every, the whole club, the whole guy, all, all the guys, all the group are really keen just to get back. Because 95% of the stuff we did in the class was uh, you know, involved contact or touching. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and and everybody really, really misses it. I want to get uh, get out and go and train with more people. I'd love to come down there be able to make it down to one of the craft for Mental Health seminars. I've, I've not managed it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to get down to one of them. Uh, and meet up with some uh, with yourself again and some of your guys um and yeah just 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 get back to that normality of every four to six weeks going away in training and just having my uh, my guys in the club and, and training what about yourself What what are you looking forward to
0: I'm looking forward as well to be thrown and uh, do some contact training I'm missing that that a lot and uh, and traveling and seeing people you know i've got um, I meant to go in April the uh, christian Wewald. All right, nice. Together. Yeah, he uh, looks really good. Yeah, I don't, don't think so. That's gonna happen. He hopefully would be able to come here in uh, October
1: to do seminar with me. i
0: yeah. uh, meant to have. I,
1: I, uh, I've got one of his books up here. Oh, oh what, what, what's that one? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Very good book. I've another one, I believe, is a Christmas present that's coming. I, I haven't seen uh, that one yet. Though. I see you've got
0: the other women book there.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, all, all the wee books are, um, are 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 there as well. You know the 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 wee man's books. You know why they're yeah. all size? Yeah, I noticed that. So it, I mean, can speak them up? It, well, that's that's why right. you and Matt wouldn't be able to lift all all of these yeah, three in your own. Would you, right. you know? These are all Les. Oh, do you know outside my dojo, I've got two wee statues guarding the door, and 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 I call them Matt, <laughs> Matt and Les. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've seen the picture. It brought my attention to it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
0: Where people can find uh, your dojo? I suppose Facebook is the best. Um...
1: Yeah. Um, th- this is something. Somebody. Something, oh, right. This is going to seem really, really weird. Um, I, I'm not looking for new students or anything. I, I don't want people to find me. Um, I had a conversation, Something I get contacted every now and then from local people wanting to join karate because uh, they maybe know somebody or somebody, other. where's the local club, blah, blah, blah. I've got a wee group now, it's more a study group than anything else of, of us mm-hmm. and um, we haven't taken anyone new for, for a few years and when we have, um, we've kind of made them wait for quite a few months and see if they're really interested and keen uh, one recently I made made to wait for four months. And he's, he's currently a Thub Dan. You know, he was a Thub Dan with another club. He wanted to join us. Um, because it, when we start bringing new people in, I have to start going back to the beginning again. And, and yeah. Like I say, we, we don't do it for money. We don't do it for competition. I don't need a big club. Um, we've got a good I've got people coming down, you know, 40, 50 miles to train with me and stuff. And we've got a nice setup. So we, we we can Facebooks we're, uh, I'm happy to engage with people, happy for visitors, um, but but I don't necessarily want people join join the. And that sounds really strange and really obtuse. Ob- I,
0: I was gonna say the 50f FI, uh podcast and the first guest who says fuck off all you people, <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Brilliant. But
1: but, but but the honest the honesty is. Yeah, but I'm quite happy. I've, I've got a good balance just now of my training, my personal training, my, well, obviously not with the, the, the club at the moment, but before the, the lockdown. And and I, the people I've got are the people I want to develop with and, and move on. And when the time's right, we'll maybe open the doors again and say, well, right, we want some more in. Or if people are really interested and you'll have some background or, 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 or just seem to be a good fit to our group um, at the moment, then, then they can come on. And I'm not being discriminatory about anyone. We've, we, Like I said before, we've got all different ages and abilities um, and, 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 and um, some of the disabilities that are training with me. Um, it's just there's so much work to be done with the group that I've got. Um, I, 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 We don't do it for money. I don't need people to come in the door to pay the bills. Um, it's a nice position to be in. And, and we will every now and then, if it's the right person, we'll add them to the group. And um, and do it, but they can. They they can. You know, Facebook's probably the. We actually took down our website because we didn't want people <laughs> contacting us. How, how weird is that? Oh.
0: I think I think it's a it's great, great Scotsman. Po- I think it's a great position to be in if you've got that um, clear way of you want to do, stick to it, and uh, I think it's great.
1: Yeah, um, like I said before, I'm, I'm not a great teacher. Uh, I I don't have this the. Uh, that like you mentioned, like the skills for being a good teacher. I don't know what these are. Well, the cry always been very personal for me, and I've been lucky that people have wanted to come and join and do, you know, do what I do and mm-hmm. get the bits out of them. That's the way I look at it. And um, every time I go, I'm training and and they're joining on to to what I'm doing and the path I'm going, and and they seem happy with it. Um, but I, there's far better instructors in the area, far better, that, that will bring them on, you know, three, four-year-old or whatever, and, and work their way up through and, and give them the competitions, give them the weapons, give them the, you know, whatever they want to do kind of thing um, that, that, that I, I think general people who have no martial knowledge are, are maybe looking for. Uh, I'm probably not the right person to, to set them to. <laughs> Hi,
0: Jenny. It was a huge pleasure to uh, talk to you, as always. Thank, Thank you, for not picking on me too much on my height uh,
1: we're not finished uh, yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to go and pick up the terrorists from the nursery yeah. um, it was a pleasure thank you for joining me on my 50th uh, oh fantastic episode uh, it should be live uh, this Friday oh wow hope you
1: enjoyed it I've had doing? a great time fantastic thank you very much again uh, it- it's been great Having a chat with you, and, and I hope to meet up in person soon. Yeah, well, I hope. hope if if I can see you, I'll, I'll bring my glasses. I'll go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my ladder. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Well, bye bye. Thanks, thanks a lot, Matt. Bye bye. How do I stop this thing? <laughs> uh huh. And-